Welcome to another episode of the Andrew Ma Show. I'm glad you tuned in. I'm glad you're listening. Today we have yet another exclusive, one of a kind, never to be seen again in the same way. Interviews uh, with my homie Nico. What's up, bro? How's it going, man? Good, man. I, I got my homies. I got my homies. And hey, if this is the first time you're tuning in, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Almost done with my plug. Leave us a five-star review because those five-star reviews get us into the top charts. And uh, actually, can I, I – dude, these new phones, man, I, I barely know how to do that. How do you go to the podcast? I got it right here. <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. We're showing um, the, the latest reviews. These are completely real. Not making these up. Check mm-hmm. them out on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, leave yours. They say fun, honest, and intelligent conversations. Okay. Loved it. Wow. From EBP. High praise. High praise, man. How about this one? Best podcast of 2020. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. Okay, this guy. <laughs> this guy. Wow. Uh, love everything about you in your show. Keep up the good work. Let's get this worldwide. Bro. Thank you, okay, thank one you more. Josh. One more. Thank you, Josh. And informative and entertaining. Straight oh. to the point. Okay. Admiral Mac, we appreciate you. you. And straight to the point, hey, make sure to leave your review. And without... Uh, wasting more time or investing more time in plugs. Let's get to this, man. Okay. Let's get to this. So this is my homie, my homie Nico. Dude, we've been like what friends for? We've been friends forever. I mean, since we were little kids, honestly, babies. Yeah, we. It's been so long that you know you kind of like lose track. Time like that's literally. How You're my day one, man. Since way back in Mexico. Since way back in the Mexico, bro. The Mexico. De este cuate, mira, déjame te digo. De este cuate, ya, pues ya habla español y todo. Nos vemos blancos. Sí, Nos pero... vemos blancos, pero somos mexicanos. Mm-hmm. ¿Qué, ¿Qué podemos decir? Never ¿verdad? forget that. Never forget that. I know we look white, but we're Mexican. And one of the things that we love to do together, we love to play music. And for a long time, I was like the more musical one, Definitely. would you say? You I were, mean, yeah. I, I, was, I was a lot more musical. Yeah. And uh, But I always believed in his vocal range. And because uh, at that point, I was kind of hitting puberty. And if you've ever, as a man, hit some puberty, yeah, your range is like plummets, like, boom. It was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. And uh, so after, what, hanging out for a lot of years whenever we moved here, uh, there was maybe about a year or so that we didn't see each other much. Yeah. And it was just like life was busy. And then when I saw you, all of a sudden you went from like zero musical talent. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, Uh, Like zero musical talent to this guy now sings amazing, plays the guitar, and is a huge John Mayer fan. Yeah, I got really into guitar. And then kind of what sparked the whole thing before I didn't really care at all was uh, John Mayer. Um, it just, just like started it all. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, if you don't know who John Mayer, look him up right now. Like one of the best songwriters of yeah, our time. He's one of the best songwriters, I think. Uh, also one of the greatest guitar players alive. And actually, like that's that's made me enjoy his music. Yeah. more. You've actually helped me because I love writing music, but mm-hmm. I don't really listen to music. Yeah. Like yeah. he always literally he picks up. OK, he's the guy who picks up the guitar mm-hmm. and will play slow dancing in the burning room. Yep. Every, Every time. single time. If you're a, if you're a guitarist, you feel me. You feel me. <laughs> like that's the song that gets played in every um, every guitar center. You gotta play that song. You, you have to. You, you you have to play that song. Yeah. Like okay, I, I'm a, I'm gonna test you. Like what what's um what's his biggest hit? His biggest hit, yeah. chart wise. Yeah. Um, probably waiting on the world to change is one of his biggest songs. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what that song that was on Evan Almighty. The second one. Oh wow! Yeah, that's okay. that's where I knew that wow. back in the day, bro. Right. Of Evan Almighty. Um, another, what, what's like one of your favorite songs from him? Stop this train. 
hands down. Hands down, like stop this train. And it's yeah. hard, man. Like to play that in the guitar is yeah. really hard. And he does it. He you do a great job with it. And you actually told me a little bit like about the meaning of it. Mm-hmm. And if you've never like listened to his music, like pause this podcast right now. Go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, and like listen to "Stop This Train." Yeah, so you out. have a little bit of context of what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, what, what's the song about? So "Stop This Train" it's an album from it's a song from Continuum. Okay. Um, it's sort of like an existential crisis that he has, and then he sort of starts from like it's a progression. He starts being confused and sort of fighting against the idea of getting old, mm-hmm. and then by the end, he sort of kind of terms with it and realizes that um, you don't have to be depressed or angry about getting old, but it's sort of something that's painfully beautiful, almost. Hmm. Like tragically beautiful. In yeah. Way. Painfully yeah. beautiful is probably a better way to put it. And it's kind of like he just goes through the cycle of life. Yeah, yeah, almost. Like you're young, you don't want to get old. Right. I mean, right. What, what would you say is like your favorite song, your favorite uh, line from the song? I'm so scared of getting older, I'm only good at being young. Sing it. Do it. <laughs> So scared of getting older. I'm only good at being young. Man, if you did, if you couldn't see my face, I did the stink face. I was like, mmm, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, that's oh. my favorite line. For yeah, sure. and it's so true. It's so true. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're scared of getting older, but it's going to happen, and, mm-hmm. and it is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, one of the other ones that 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 I really like the line is something about. Um, one generation, yeah, yeah. finding life on my own. Yes, I stink. Okay, I'm not a John Mayer <laughs> fan like he is. Okay, but you could probably finish no, it for he me. He says, um, "I don't want to see my parents grow old. I'm one generation's length away from fighting life on my own." Yo, if we had a button to go, mm, yeah, like it, that it, it, hit, yeah, that, that hit me, dude. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Like that's so true. We're we. It's kind of like he uses a train as life, right? Like it yeah, just keeps it's going. Yeah, pretty much a metaphor. It's it's a metaphor for, for life and all that. And, and and sometimes we're so busy trying to stop the train, trying yeah. to like, I don't want to get older, you know. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I always want to be young. Mm-hmm. Yolo it, you yeah. know. I don't. Yeah. And that that we really miss the beauty of all the places that the train takes us. Yeah. You know, of of all looking out the window mm-hmm. instead of getting so worried about it. And hey, I want to encourage you. I don't know what you're up to today, and uh, who who you're seeing. If if you're seeing your family again or whoever it might be, really enjoy the moment you're in, mm-hmm. and in the people that you're with. Yeah. The people you're with, yeah. and I love like in that song he brings you know his dad into it. Yeah. Sort of the, conversation the, with the climax of the song is that he has a conversation with his dad and he kind of explains to him that, hey, you know, the train, it's not something that is bad inherently. And um, it ends with him realizing he won't stop, you know, aging and getting old. But at the same time, you know, just go along for the ride. Go, go, go along for the, for the ride. That's exactly true because we can't stop it. We yeah. can't stop it. We're, we're going to get old. And one of the things about getting older mm-hmm. is that you come with different challenges, right? Different yeah. challenges, different opportunities. I mean, you're not, yeah, 13-year-old is not facing the same things as a 21-year-old or 20-year-old. Definitely. And as actually, just to sh- give you an idea of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. I mean, as we got older, we had to kind of forget too much a little bit of the music, and we competed in speech and debate. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. them years, bro? Oh, man, I will never forget. 
the the speech in the bay, bro. Okay, like how would you summarize real quick what speech in the bay is? The, basically, it's something my parents forced me to do when I was thirteen. All right, that's it, dude. If you leave that, that sounds wrong. Like, what the heck is that? No, it's basically competitive <laughs> debate, and then you also have to prepare speeches. There's also speeches that you have to do um, as impromptu speeches, uh, yeah, like on the spot. Uh huh. For those the layman don't know what impromptu means, yeah, I yeah, learned literally yeah. what the word impromptu mm-hmm. was, and that's it. Like whenever we moved to the states, I saw his family do it. They're like all in it. I mean, look, the Ruiz family is legendary in the speech and debate world. And I saw him. I was like, dude, I'm never doing this. Yeah. Like never. A couple years later. Yes, I ended up doing it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I never wanted to do it either. But I think, um, you know, as you get older and as I got older, too, I started to appreciate it, especially after I left, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, there was a lot of things I took away that it was really valuable, specifically just kind of realizing how the world works. you know, the U.S. specifically, how the government operates and how we get things done and legislation. That's a good point, because honestly, I don't know if like a lot of people know that, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many people. If you if you live in the States and if you don't live in the States, the same question is like, do you do you know how your government operates? Do yeah. you know this? Because sometimes we, we want to try to live so isolated from politics. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. like we live we live in a time where you cannot be. Like it's, it's a social media. It's like yeah. impossible, especially like <laughs> from this new, from the presidential race that's going. I mean, mm-hmm. when if you know who Mike Bloomberg is, I'm pretty sure every American who watches <laughs> YouTube knows who you Mike Bloomberg is. You probably got one for this show. You got the <laughs> yeah. show. I no joke. I got an ad from him. I watched the video. I played the next video. I got another ad from it, <laughs> completely different. Yeah, and he yeah. he was uh, he was run, running for the Democratic Party, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. For that, and actually, that's something that we'll spend a little bit of time on, yeah, yeah. Uh, just talking about politics, and but not politics in the way of like just politics. I know, I know, a lot of you probably want to stop the video now when you heard politics. Like, oh, I don't really <laughs> care about politics. Oh, there's some like, mm, well, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not necessarily going to get in the nitty gritty of politics, mm-hmm. right? It's really the big picture of politics, what yeah. the role of politics is, yeah. and what it should be, right. and what's going on now. Because as uh, De- my favorite, one of my favorite actors, uh, Denzel Washington once said mm-hmm. that if you read, if you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you read the news, you're misinformed. That's pretty good. Okay, like let that sink right right there. <laughs> if you didn't listen, listen right now uh, at that stoplight that you're in. If you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you do read the news, you're misinformed. I mean, I feel like that's so true now yeah, because honestly. we live in the age of Twitter, bro. I mean, yeah. we, we like those headlines. Yeah, yeah. We like those headlines. That's kind of what we used to think is headlines. There's so much information just at our fingertips. It's crazy. I mean, even for my generation, I feel like online we're more involved in politics than ever. Everyone has an opinion about the president or about different policies, and it's, it's impossible to escape, honestly. It is. I mean, back then you could sit around the table and you could talk about the local newspaper <laughs> and even like, oh, then no, this this candidate, this politician, yeah. and then talk about it in the kitchen table, and that was it. And if you want it, go vote. Right. But now is, uh, you don't necessarily have to vote. Mm-hmm. It's just tweet something, say your opinion, yeah. and thousands, if not millions, of people can see it if something gets retweeted yeah. or something like that. It's yeah, it's it's hard to escape it. Yeah. So since it's hard to escape it, we might as well address it. Mm-hmm. Since it's hard, like we we just can't avoid it, so we we might as well address it. Get us up a little bit um, up to what is it like up to date? Yeah, up to date on everything. Mira, soy mexicano. A veces se me van las palabras, okay? Entonces ya no me juzguen. Sometimes my English or my vocabulary gets a little limited, uh, especially because I 
speak so many words in in a matter of minutes. And uh, so get us up to date of what's what's going on right now in the mm-hmm. big picture. It's, uh, take this as your couple minutes of dose of politics, so you're yep. on it. If yes. someone asks you what's going on, this is this mm-hmm. is the overview. Go ahead, uh, so, reporter Nico. Okay, today, as we are recording this, it is uh, March 10th. So there's actually, it's kind of the second wave of primaries. We had Super Tuesday, and now we have about six states voting to elect the next Democratic candidate. They're also voting on the Republican side. Um, okay. But basically what the primaries are is they choose the front runner for both parties. In the America. representative. Right, representative. Okay. So on the Republican side, I mean, obviously we have Trump. Um, right. He's kind of the de facto Yeah, kind of he's like label, be. yeah, l- Label Republican, and then it's it's kind of like who who's really going to run against? Yeah, him? he's pretty much the the nom. Well, he's running again for re-election, and then yeah. on the if Democratic, he wasn't running for re-election, then it'd be someone. Else, that would be right? interesting. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then on the Democratic side, we have right now the two front runners are really Joe Biden, who's a former vice president to president, a uh, former president Obama. Okay, um, and then we have Bernie Sanders, the okay. self-proclaimed um, Democratic socialist. So you said that self-proclaimed democratic socialist. Okay, so maybe depending how long you've been on the train, <laughs> depending how long you've been on the train of life, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like this new wave that's coming, bro. Yeah, this yeah. new wave of, like democratic socialism. Yeah, like definitely. what? Ex- excuse my French, but what in the world <laughs> is like? What, what's democratic socialism, anyways? Well, I think we're all familiar with like. You know, socialism in Venezuela, in Cuba, um, sort of like the the evil forms of it. I mean, everyone knows right. those examples. Yeah. Um, but something that's kind of... And it's cousin communism. Yeah, you know? something that's gotten really popular is this uh, democratic socialism, something that countries like Denmark and Sweden have in Europe. Um, also, Canada is mm-hmm. has forms of it as well. And it's really just um, economic socialism, traditional socialist policies, um, but they're enacted by democratically elected candidates. So okay. that's why it's called democratic socialism. Got it. Okay, democratic. So basically the people who implement the policies are, right. are democratically mm-hmm. elected. So kind of like within the structure of the U.S., like you still get to vote, yeah. which, is, which is great. Yeah. In that sense, yeah. it's great. But it doesn't take away from like the policies is still being – Um, like socialist policies. Now, what exactly is that? And we won't take too long, but I think it's still a little bit important. It's really important to to really talk about this because I've heard this, You especially, I mean, I've just seen that Bernie Sanders especially um, has so much young support. Yeah, definitely. Dude, the guy is what? 80, 70, 78? 77, I think. Dude, 77. Yeah, that guy's been like <laughs> in old. politics what over like half a half a century. Yeah, long time. <laughs> Dude, long been, time. Think about that guy's been in politics for like more than half a century. Yeah, and inspe- instead of like young people saying, "I don't know, that guy's just old," mm-hmm. they're you know they're saying, "Wow, I want to vote for him." Like, what what's the appeal? Yeah, well, what's interesting is that he's really popular amongst uh, young people. A lot of people are like, why does he appeal to young voters so much? Um, especially those are the people who give him a lot of money too, since he's almost entirely funded. Um, by just individual donors, which that's crazy. By the way, yeah, a lot of crazy. times it's big corporations or just a big one. He's no big Mike donor Bloomberg. Or, yeah, yeah there's just not. It's not a Mike Bloomberg exactly. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is if you look at the reasons why. Um, I think I saw a recent poll: eighty percent of voters for Bernie say that healthcare was the reason why it's voted healthcare. for. Okay, it came down and if you're not familiar, one of one of his policies is to implement, as he calls it, just quote unquote free healthcare. 
Yeah, or Medicare for all. Or medical Medicare for all, exactly. Yeah. And I, I've also heard he's going, you know, college for all, <laughs> free free yeah. college, yeah. Uh, forgiveness of student student debt, student yeah, student loans. student loans. And I mean, dude, if we're just going by highlights, if we're just going by uh, by headlines, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> free healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, free college. And I'm blessed enough not to owe anything on me. But if I did and money, like, why not? Yeah. Why not? And I don't know if you could kind of like dispel a little bit or just bring some truth into the examples that are used. There's two sides. They say, well, socialism doesn't work because look at Venezuela, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. This is democratic socialism. Right. Look at Denmark. Yeah. Look at Canada. Are those like good examples to really equate it to the U.S. Mm -hmm. or – or I don't know, is that a little bit far-fetched yeah. to use them? So with any politician and their policies, it's really important to look at how they would be implemented in our country because countries like Denmark and Sweden have really high quality of life. Um, they're great places to live in, um, but they're really different from America. Mm-hmm. And so if we look at democratic socialism and how it would be implemented, it's important, especially if you're going to vote, um, to look at behind the policies, how they work. Mm. Go behind the curtain. Yeah, definitely. See, see, see how they work. And uh, like, for example, what is it? Uh, one of the big things, big differences mm-hmm. of like Denmark, for example, yeah. is population mm-hmm. affects it. And then also, you know, it's it's not we don't live. Unfortunately, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we don't live in the utopia where you can have everything without giving up anything. Yeah. So in countries like Denmark, for example, um, they're really wealthy, but they also have really high uh, taxes and tax rates. I think it's more than like 70 percent of your income is taxed. Which is why they have great, you know, yeah, programs. Because they just have so much money to support everyone. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone has pitched in a yeah. great amount. And that's obviously <laughs> different than America. I mean, if you look at our debt, dude, we can't pay for anything. <laughs> it's like, terrible. I have more money than the government. How does the government bro? pay for anything right now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And a lot of times, you said it, man. You said it. Is we're we're not here to tell you vote for a specific person mm-hmm. or don't vote for a specific person. What we're saying is think. Yeah. Think critically because then you can make an actual intellectual decision yeah, to yeah. not vote for a certain person mm-hmm. because when you look behind the curtain, the policies might not really work. I think that's the most important thing. I mean, I think, you know, you're doing a disservice even if you look at Bernie and you say, um, oh, he's crazy or he's just some radical liberal. I mean, definitely look behind the policies and then from there make your decision. And I think there's a lot of people who validly don't think his policies would work in America and they don't vote for him. Um, and the same goes for, for uh, our current president, Trump, as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, just look deeper than... Look deeper. And and I think, you know, right now we're, we're so focused on, on if it takes time, it's not worth it. You know, it's not worth my time. Yeah, yeah. And we don't, we don't look deeper mm-hmm. into it. And actually, that's one of the things that Nico has encouraged me so much because... I know, coming from Mexico, I wasn't fully involved in politics too much. His family was always like the intellectual family uh, that I was like, man, they're so into that and all this. And then he gave me like just different sources yeah. um, that I like resubscribe to just to yeah. kind of get get a good dose of what what's going on and to look look behind the curtain. Yeah, um, I mean, I know I used to not care about politics for a long time, especially when I was a in my younger teenage years. I just cared about you know video games, things like that. Um, but I think it's really important, especially if you're young and you're watching this, that you vote this election if you can. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, kind of on the flip side, I think especially in the climate that we're in right now, you know, it can be really hostile. 
And mm. a lot of people wonder, you know, as Christians, yeah, what do we do? Yeah. You know, how do we vote? You know, do we vote for Trump? Do we not? Or what do we do? What's the answer? And, and to this? Here, here's one thing that I, I've heard. It's, it's kind of like we're and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but we're, we define each other by by politics now. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't 100%. we don't necessarily look at the person as a, as a person, as a quality. Right. If you're a Democrat, you're a Democrat. Yeah. If you're a Republican, you're a, you're a Republican. Like that, boom! I know everything about you. Yeah, because you're a, which it's the system in America. Honestly, like you choose, you have two options: Republican yeah. or Democrat, and then whoever you choose, that's your guy. You know, you're 100 percent behind them. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's other countries that do more than more than two parties. And I think, mm-hmm. I think where we're gonna get it is it's beyond that. Yeah. So it, I, it's beyond I guess that. one thing I guess I just want to say is that. Definitely vote. If you're in America, it's mm-hmm. an amazing privilege we have, especially it is. it's something that everyone should do just because we live in a democracy. Um, but also it's, it's important to get some perspective on, you know, where it stands in our lives. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, politics and party identification, it's not the end goal, honestly. Um, I'm always reminded of in the Old Testament um, in uh, Samuel, actually. When the Israelites, after they had gotten out of Egypt, they came to Samuel um, and they had leaders back then, but they came to him and they Mm. specifically said, we want a king. Mm. We want a king just like every other country. You know, Uh, all these other countries had great kingdoms and they always had a king behind it. Yeah. And um, Samuel went to God and he said, you know, what do I do? And God told him, yeah, you don't need a king. I'm your king. Why would Mm. you want someone who is a man to lead you? You know, you have me, the greatest king of all. And um, so Samuel went back, he told the Israelites, and again, they said, no, we want a king, we want someone we can rally behind, someone who can be our guy to fight for us. And um, so then God told them, okay, I'll give you a king, Uh, here's Saul. Wow. And um, ultimately, the kings and the whole system of kings is what kind of ruined uh, Israel, and it brought them into captivity in Babylon, um, and ultimately destroyed them. And so I think it's just really important that we realize as Christians that, you know, the government, it's a man-made mm. institution. So it's going to be inherently flawed and faulty. And um, we have to realize that God is is the end-all. He needs to be-all. He is the final authority wow. on everything. I, I think that's so powerful just to apply that in our lives because you're right. We, we live—I think as human beings, you know, we're, we're made to— then the Bible says that we're, we're we're made to worship God, mm-hmm. and if we're not worshiping God, we're worshiping something. Yeah, you know, other than God. Like, there's yeah. always something that's sitting on the on the throne of our hearts, if you will. That like we're just made to idolize. I mean, think about celebrities. That's why celebrities are even celebrities because yeah. we we naturally idolize people. Yeah, yeah, you know. And what has what government? I think what has become and, and let's just besides government, like just politics in general, mm-hmm. in this hostile envi- environment. Yeah, has become such an idol. Yeah, and it's so polarizing too. If you're for someone, that means that automatically you hate the opposite, you know. Or even even to the point of now becoming um, being called immoral. Yeah, immoral for yeah. supporting uh, someone. I mean, before before politics, you, you there was two parties, you know, Democrats and, and and Republicans. They all wanted the same thing and just getting there in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. And then now nowadays, like you said, there's so many branches within. Yeah, within Democrats or within yeah. Republicans, anyways. Yeah. Um, but I think that perspective that you bring in, I think it hit, hit, hits home to everyone. If you're listening, if you're watching, I think it hits home to really understand. Look, where is God in my life? Mm-hmm. Have I actually placed Him 
in just the school bucket, as we've seen in one episode. Mm-hmm. Have I placed them just in the church bucket? In the politics, it's like this is my own little bucket, right? Yeah. It's it's our it's the man bucket to play God. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times that's what politicians do—they try to play God. Yeah, definitely. And they can't fix the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one of the saddest things is when I see people think that government can fix their lives. Yeah, it can't. No. ¿Verdad? Hasta lo dijo en español. No, no puede, no, no se puede. O sea, no, el gobierno no lo puede hacer. It's only God. Mm-hmm. Who, who, like, I encourage you today, as Gandhi once said, that be the change you want to see in the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Gandhi. If not, that was... It definitely no, was. Yeah. It definitely was <laughs> Gandhi, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he was... Man, I can't do a Gandhi accent. <laughs> but be the change that you want to be in the world. Like, honestly, don't don't look for the change. And we've talked about this in several episodes. Don't look for the change out there. Yeah. Jesus can transform your own life. Yeah. So then you can transform the lives of others. And then of mm-hmm. others and others, we need more people in the public square. Absolutely. We need more Christians in public policy yeah. to implement biblical values. Because, yes, although government by itself is a man-made system, mm-hmm. There are biblical principles to run it better. There yeah. are biblical principles to make it succeed. I mean, that's why America has done such a great job yeah. to why it's still standing. Definitely. You yeah. know, and that and we want to encourage you today. We want to encourage you to place God where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Don't let politics get that place. Don't let arguments take that place. Whatever check your heart and whatever has taken God's place, put it down and put God where he belongs and is the very center of your life. Nico my man, thanks for being with me, dude. Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. We'll have you back on. We'll see you next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much.